Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. exorcisms I've conducted over the years have but just lasted but a few hours. But there's there's many that involve several meetings spanning a few months. And then there are a handful that involve years of direct involvement. In such cases, the kind of evil spirits that I was dealing with do not go out except by much prayer and fasting. These are severe cases involving powerful demons. You know, Jesus has dealt with such spirits. It was recorded in Holy Scripture that on a few occasions, Jesus' disciples also had encountered some of these kinds of demons. Some of these kind of powerful spirits. It's recorded. In Mark chapter 9, so they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. Through this boy, the, the, the spirit, through this young boy, into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he, has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It's often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you could do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you. To come out of him and never enter enter him again. It's recorded here in Mark chapter 9. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, this kind, this kind can come out only by prayer and fasting. Though the disciples had great difficulty dealing with such cases. Now, I should note, if the disciples had trouble with demons, we will surely too, at times. It's interesting, Jesus dealt with this evil spirit with great force. And in this chapter, Mark 9, it was a child. 
was a young child that was severely demonized. The demons would often throw him both into fire and into water in an attempt to destroy him. And it, it's apparent that the father of this child tried to get the disciples involved, but the disciples were not able to deliver the boy. These were very powerful spirits. These spirits were violent. They were strong. They were stubborn. And the disciples had great difficulty delivering the boy from the evil spirits. The disciples even went to Jesus privately asking why they could not deliver the boy from the satanic torment. And Jesus replied that the kind that they, they just encountered could only come out through much prayer and fasting. So there are cases, severe cases of demonic enslavement. There is a call for more prayer. And only then will deliverance be achieved. And you find this when somebody tries to escape Satanism. Devil worship. Luciferianism. It requires great persistence, perseverance, prayer, fasting, the forceful commands in the name of Jesus. Like I said, many of our deliverances last but a few hours. Then there's a handful that, that involve months of, of meetings. And then there's some that last even into years. And when you're dealing with spirits of Satanism, spirits from Luciferianism, spirits from devil worship, you're dealing with very powerful spirits, generally speaking. For these people that are involved in Luciferianism, Satanism, are directly in contact with powerful forces, powerful demonic forces that requires much, much prayer and fasting, perseverance, persistence, and the forceful commands in Jesus' name. But I'm here to tell you I have seen high priests, high priestess, those at the lofty levels in Luciferianism come to know the freedom that Jesus has brought, has come to be delivered by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. So I'm here to tell you, my friends, irregardless of how powerful the Spirit is, they all must bow at that name of Jesus. They must bow at the powerful resurrection of Jesus Christ. They must bow at the blood, the shed blood of Jesus Christ. You can escape from Satanism. Perhaps you have ancestry. Your father, your grandfather, your mother, your grandmother, your great-grandfather, your great-grandmother. Somebody in your ancestry, through your bloodline, there's been conversation, there's been talk that they were involved in deep occultic activity, perhaps Satanism, devil worship. It doesn't matter. You can escape, and I'm going to share you how you can escape from Satanism on today's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience Deliverance. <laughs> Yeah. 
Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with another story of a Jesus freak from the Voice of the Martyrs. The Voice of the Martyrs is still sorting out an unsettling turn of events in Indonesia involving a 58-year-old Christian man who was convicted of blaspheming Islam. When Antonius Bawengen received the maximum five years in prison for distributing literature that allegedly spread hatred of Islam, the sentence was protested by more than a thousand people. But the protesters were not demanding a more lenient sentence. They wanted Antonius to be killed. To punctuate their demands, the mob attacked police with stones and set two churches on fire. For specific ways to support and pray for Christians in Indonesia, go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate, trying to count up how many times that Paul, one of the greatest Jesus freaks ever, escaped death. Several times, angry mobs tried to stone him. Once, he was even left for dead. Paul was bitten by a poisonous snake, robbed, thrown in jail a bunch of times, shipwrecked three times, and spent a whole night adrift at sea. He survived floods, starvation, and five separate whippings. Paul wasn't afraid to die. He even wrote, to live is Christ and to die is gain. But God had bigger plans. God used Paul to reach the Gentiles, encourage and challenge churches, write much of the New Testament, and be an example to you and I of how to trust and obey God's plan, no matter what. Will you stand with the Voice of the Martyrs? Go online to persecution.com. many, many years as a child, up to his teens, up, up into his adulthood, involved in Satanism and occultism, witchcraft. In fact, this young man even held a leadership role in a local satanic group with international ties. He confessed to having indulged in the most gruesome satanic rituals that involved the killing of humans and animals. He actually worshipped the devil and communed with demons on a regular basis. He often spoke of seeing them manifest in various grotesque forms. He also revealed of his unique supernatural ability to dematerialize and materialize in other places. This young man had dedicated himself to serving Satan. And he was recruiting others into occultism. Even in the midst of these horrific activities, God was dealing with his heart and arranged for us to meet. This initial meeting led us to set up another meeting that would involve an exorcism. When I first met up with him to conduct an exorcism, demons began to manifest I mean, these were demons unlike any demons I had ever dealt with before at that point. Extremely blasphemous, violent. They threatened me. 
constantly. They, a uh, few of them even spoke in very strange demonic tongues, their own demonic languages. A few of them even quoted Holy Scripture. Powerful, powerful satanic spirits. And during this first exorcism, that connected with this young man involved in devil worship, the evil spirits were able to do something I've only seen in 25 years of ministry, only a handful of times, but they were actually able to bring about a metamorphosis of his face. They were able to transform, disfigure his facial appearance in a ghastly manner. I mean, the demons had disfigured his face to the point to where he looked unrecognizable. In fact, he looked like an animal. I often tell people the best way I could describe it, he looked like a wolf. The demons that were in his head were actually disfiguring his face and making him look like a wolf. Now, why would they do that? Because demons... Demons are ugly beings, my friends. They're vicious, they're destructive, they're murderous. They're perverted. There's no grace or goodness found to be in these in these beings. By their very essence, they're depraved. And they they they're manifesting the very ugliness that they have in their being outwardly. Since they were in this young man, they were just manifesting in a sense where they were able to physically transform. Now remember, demons can enter objects, they can en enter animals, they can act, enter human beings. So if they're able to pass through human flesh, animal flesh, or through an object, they're able to, to, to uh, manipulate the, uh, the properties of the object, the properties of the animal being, the flesh of the animal, the human flesh. They are able to manipulate. And they manipulated the, the, the facial to uh, uh, his facial disposition to where he was contorted to look like an animal. They were doing this to try to bring intimidation and fear to me. It didn't work. I continued on, and some of the demons, even during the exorcism, communicated to one another in sign language and manifesting ghost-like forms outside his bedroom window, hoping somehow they can stall or hinder the deliverance. But my prayer team who were assisting me, yes, they, obviously, they were stunned with these very strange supernatural deeds. Now the exorcism went on and on and on. We battled them in prayer and in scripture. Eventually we were able to drive these demonic spirits out of him and he confessed Jesus as Lord. Then over the next couple years, we battled even more demons that were within him. They were allowed back in his body as a result of him being pulled back into the various satanic groups he was once associated with. Where he once again communed with the devil. And I want to share with you on this broadcast what happened when he was pulled back. Now, there is a victorious end to this, but something happened that I want to share with you. When he was pulled back in, he really did something for Satan that I want to share with you. I'll be right back after this brief intermission. Welcome to people see when they hear that I'm a genius. 
what's up? This is Michael Tate with a reminder for all Jesus Freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. We're aware that many stories of persecution reported by the Voice of the Martyrs are inappropriate for children. For this radio broadcast, we edit some of the more gruesome details. But we're still counting on parents to filter, explain, and give context to the stories of torture and murder, stories that must be told. We encourage parents to lift up martyrs as heroes and be ready to explain Christ's words in Matthew chapter 10, verse 39. Whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. For kid-friendly resources from BOM to use at home, Sunday school, youth group, or even vacation Bible school, go online to persecution.com. Satanism. And what happened was him and a few other people in this local community that I was ministering to at the time decided to construct a temple. That's pretty serious, to construct a temple for Lucifer. You don't believe me that they were actually planning on doing this? I have in front of me a newspaper article where they were featured, this young man was featured, and his wife. The title of the article, Couple, Satanic Activity in County Includes Construction of a Temple. Let me just read a few portions of this newspaper article. Now, the the editor made a note at the beginning. He says, uh, some readers may find this information in this story offensive, The information is being presented because for the first time in many years, someone has come forward publicly to say, yes, there is satanic activity in Johnson County. For years, there have been rumors of devil worshipers and cult groups in Johnson County. Stories have been rampant concerning mysterious incidents in and around Old Foamy and other rural areas in Johnson County. The story is for informational purposes only. It does not condemn or condone. This this community, Johnson County, where this this community was located located at, I was involved for a number of years in rescuing souls from Satanism, many souls casting out many, many evil spirits in this area. Unusual amount of satanic activities. It's really remarkable. Maybe on perhaps on another broadcast I could share how God led me into this community. But suffice to say, it's rampant with demonic activity to the point where they were including the planning on constructing a temple to Satan. About a year ago, Kristen Carver was reborn. She was not reborn in the sense most of us are used to hearing. She was born, reborn into the church of Satan, the article says. Not only 
are Carver and her friend, Timothy Hall, worshippers of Satan. They say they have the contacts to finance the building of a temple to Satan, an undisclosed location in the Goat Neck area. She said she had been involved with the occult since she was about 18. Later, she did attend a traditional Christian church for several years. Then about a year ago, that's when this when when uh, this article came out. She received a copy of the Anton LaVey's Satanic Bible. LaVey founded the Church of Satan in April of 1966. Carver said she started reading the Satanic Bible and found I wasn't offended by it. There's nothing about sacrifices or killing babies. She said she started practicing rituals by myself, though very clumsily at first, and then went on to organize rituals with many other, many other people from Johnson County. And yes, she said, readers would be surprised to find out who's involved in Satan worship in Johnson County. There are three rituals, she said, in the Satanic Bible, the lust ritual, the compassionate, compassion ritual, and the destruction ritual. See, she said she performs mostly the compassion ritual, though she has performed the others. Hall says he became heavily involved in devil worship some months ago. Again, that's because he was being seduced. After his freedom, he got back involved. Because he says it offers true freedom. Do what you want. He said he had been attracted to stuff like this since he was very little. One of the basic tenets in worshiping Satan, she said, is believing the highest law is self-perseverance, preservation, and indulgence instead of abstinence. Life is the thing. Life is the greatest indulgence. Death is the greatest abstinence. In nature, the strong survives, and man is an animal. You give kindness to those who deserve it and not waste love. These, this, this couple were serious. You could tell. As I was reading, they're very serious. I know they're very serious. Because what happened was, when I got back involved in his life and trying to rescue them, I was being bombarded by all kinds of attacks. There were somebody and some beings that did not want me involved to stop this temple. I mean, I received all kinds of death threats, either through the phone messages, letters, you name it. I believe the enemy didn't want me to expose the satanic cult to the light of Jesus Christ. And he was willing to do anything to intimidate me into silence or even to kill me. So here it was. Fast forward a couple of years from that, that exorcism I was involved in with this young man. I got back involved, trying to get involved in this young man. And the devil almost accomplished what he wanted to do, and that was to kill me. The devil used a neo-Nazi sadistic Satanist to set me up with the hopes of killing me, of murdering me. Thereby ending my, my, my spiritual quest to seeing this young man set free from the chains of devil worship. I mean, this neo-Nazi Satanist surprised me one night with a butcher knife 
along with a group of Satanists bent on seeing me destroy him. Now, this particular demon-possessed individual brought out a very large butcher knife, very dirty butcher knife, and hunted me down with it, placing it inches from my throat. This demon-possessed man viciously assaulted me verbally. He made it clear he was going to end my life for my stand for Jesus Christ. Now, God gave me incredible peace in the midst of the satanic attack and pulled back the Satanist that wanted to kill me. I was rescued. And I was able to continue to minister to this young man. And by God's grace, we continued to pray. And, and we met with him over the course of the next few years, battling the, the dark spirits that, that held him. Enduring more demonic assaults. And after years of multiple, multiple exorcisms, death threats, and other strange supernatural activity, I'm here to declare that Jesus Christ prevailed. As we humbled ourselves in much prayer and fasting, and the young man and his family started to serve in a church for the cause of Christ. Now, as I mentioned, I've dealt with a handful of very extreme cases of demonic possession that literally took years to resolve. And in each case, it was prevailing prayer. It was perseverance. It was persistence that brought forth the victory, sometimes fasting for days. In these cases, perseverance in prayer is the key to victory. I mean, we're involved in an incredible spiritual war, my friends. That sometimes involves very powerful demons. That are not easily defeated. Now, let me be very clear. Every evil spirit has been defeated at the cross 2,000 some years ago. But we still have to battle them. Does not the Apostle Paul teach that? In Ephesians chapter 6, For we wrestle, we struggle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and so on and so forth. I mean, there is a cost, my friends. And many are not willing to count the cost. But if you press on, victory, victory will be a reality which will result in the glorification of Jesus Christ. Perseverance is the key to victory. I've learned that over and over again when it comes to rescuing people from Satanism. It takes persistence. It takes perseverance. And as Jesus told his disciples who were dealing with a very severe case of demonic possession in Mark chapter 9, this kind can come out only by prayer and fasting, there's no easy solution. What we must not take the road to less resistance. We must stand firm in our faith and that nothing is impossible for God and His Son, the Lord Jesus. Nothing is impossible. We must pray with perseverance until victory is realized. And perhaps you're involved in Satanism and you want to be set free. You need to get a hold of a group of people. There are few to Few and far, they're hard to find. They're, they're just a few, so few, it seems like there's so few of them. But they're out there. God has his people. You need to find a group of people that will persevere. You cannot give in. You cannot take the road to the, to the least, less resistance. You must take the road that, that requires great patience, perseverance, persistence, and you must believe that nothing's impossible for God, for nothing is impossible for God. And he'll set you free. 
He will set you free. And right now, in the authority of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, in the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I come against every satanic spirit that's involved in the dear people listening to this broadcast. In the authority of Jesus, if you have no rights, if these people are wanting to be set free and they've renounced the rights, I command you, evil spirit, in the authority of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, to let go of them. Let go of them, come out of them, and let go of them now in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, my friends, you must confess that Jesus is Lord. Because Jesus died, he rose again from the dead. He's able to rescue you. I want you to say, Jesus is Lord. And then I want you to email me so we can help you. Email me at j at jbartlett.org. J-A-Y at jbartlett.org. We're here for you. And I bless you in the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen.